Hello, listeners, and thank you for joining us. This is our great and glorious King Ministries podcast, The Truth About Everything, and I am your host, Khalid. This is episode 15, Just Be Yourself, Discovering the Real You. So what makes you who you are? How many of your thoughts, um, your ideas, your actions are your own? How many have been handed to you by popular opinion, and that being society, your influencers, and various sources outside of yourself? And what does it mean to be you? Now, a few weeks ago, I was told with the intent to encourage, whatever you do, colleague, make sure you be yourself. You know, and I immediately began to contemplate what that actually meant to be myself. Now, who am I really? You know, not the surface stuff, you know, black man, husband, father, but deep down, who am I? This one question took me on an odyssey to identify myself absent of the influences of others. And I discovered that some things I associated with who I was and what I thought of myself did not originate from me, nor did they accurately represent me. They were not convictions of my own, but those that I had adopted from popular opinion. They were suggestions from friends expectations from my parents and society, opinions from my community, and influences from music and television. And so I thought if if I were to empty myself of all the notions and expectations of popular opinion, what would be left? The answer would be the real me. So when you're living to satisfy popular opinion, you're living to empower it and not yourself. It thrives and the real you dies. If I call myself a theologian, popular opinion tells me that I'm expected to write best-selling books that enlighten the world. I should speak in a very philosophical manner, and I should have answers to questions about the deep things of God. But what if I write a book that is never published? Or what if I write a book that doesn't become a bestseller or don't write a book at all? And, you know, the truth is that instead of speaking philosophically, I sometimes mispronounce words and stumble over my sentences and have absolutely no clue when questioned about the deep things of God. Does the absence of these things disqualify my claim as being a theologian? You know, this started out, this podcast here, The Truth About Everything, started out as a Christian podcast. But according to popular opinion, what am I allowed to talk about on a Christian podcast? What are people expecting to hear when they when they see Christian podcasts? Well, I'm expected to speak about God only, discussing the scriptures only and Christ and sin. You know, there's nothing wrong with any of those topics, but confining myself to exclusively speaking about those things, dismissing everything else is not who I am. That's not me. That's not real life. That's not how I live. And I fought with that for a while, you know, before coming to terms with myself and being comfortable with expressing my thoughts and ideas and not those that I thought the world expected and wanted to hear. I stopped being a puppet for popular opinion and start living out loud as myself. So I decided the show would not be a Christian podcast, but rather a podcast ran by a Christian. You know, that would make room for Christians and non-Christians, a place for 
anyone to come regardless of your beliefs, social status, sexual orientation, level of spiritual maturity, ethnicity, gender, etc. Because being myself is talking about God. It is talking about the scriptures, but it's also speaking about things in a spiritual manner, speaking on personal experiences, speaking on metaphysics, psychology, philosophy, life and death, truth and lies. It was time to stop looking for the world to pat me on the back and say, great job, colleague. I stopped counting the podcast listeners. I stopped counting the IG followers and the numbers of likes to a post and just did what felt right to me so that I can exercise the thing God placed in me. After all, it was God who created me and handed me this ministry, me. So why was I adjusting myself to be something that was approved by others? You know, what do I stand for? What's important to me? What's on my mind? What's the real? Now, being yourself is not being what others accept you as. Being yourself is being nothing like anyone else. Don't live to fit in. Live to stand out. Be original. Be authentic. Be comfortable with being who you are. Being yourself is not ignoring others. Let's get that straight. You still have to respect and value others' input because it's something that you can learn from. No one is perfect. We all uh, constantly need to improve upon ourselves. But at the end of the day, remember, you are the final decision maker. You decide what you take in and use and what you don't. You're not motivated by you're not motivated by what pleases people. You're motivated by self-expression. Now, I noticed I've always compared myself to others, envying their ability to color outside the lines and me myself being too concerned with coloring a picture that others can say that they enjoy looking at. You know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, my my best friend Mario had a green afro, was a ladies man and lived a life that I wish I could. So much confidence, so much expression, always living out loud. Mario was always being himself. What others thought was not an influencer to him. He was not living to fit in, to gain attention or to avoid it because all those things are actually different modes of living for others. Don't try to fit in because you never truly will do so in trying. Don't live to gain attention because the attention you gain is temporary. There is always something or someone that will come along just like you did and be the new thing. Don't try to avoid attention. Allow people to experience who you are and what you are because you have something valuable to offer. We all have a purpose and it was given to us so that we can make a positive effect on the world. Jeremiah 1 5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. No, God doesn't change you in order to use you. He enhances the qualities you have by removing those characteristics that are limiting who you are. Like when gold is refined, the purification process does not add anything to the gold in order to make it uh, more gold. Rather, the purification process eliminates the impurities, those things that are preventing the gold to express its full potential. So don't suppress who you are. You are good enough. Stop agreeing with people in order to gain their attention. Discover who you are and live in that truth. 
I know who I am. I am a, a lover of God. I'm an artist. I'm a reader. I'm a person that loves to think, improve themselves. I have a lot to say. Love who you are more than you would love to fit in. So I ask the question again, who are you? Who are you deeply? What makes you tick? What gets you excited? What are you most joyful doing? What bothers you? What limits you? What encourages you? What do you love? What do you hate? What do you admire? What do you avoid? And when considering the answers to these questions, don't put into the equation what others feel or how they will react to the answers. This is you discovering yourself and say to yourself today, I have decided to be genuine to myself. Today, I have decided to be who I am, true to the person God has created me to be. I will stop living to satisfy people and begin to live to satisfy the needs, desires and characteristics that make me unique. Last summer, my family and I visited Ruby Falls. If you have ever been, it's a waterfall located inside of Lookout Mountain. Now, we drove two hours to get to Chattanooga, Tennessee. We waited for another two hours for the next tour to start. We waited in a long line, took an elevator down 1,100 feet, which is the equivalent to the height of a 80-foot skyscraper. Then once down there in the depths of the mountain, we walked for 45 minutes in an extremely narrow, jagged, damp pathway in the depths of this mountain until we finally reached the waterfall, where we all gazed upon the waterfall and took photos for about 10 minutes. You know, people love unique, rare, one-of-a-kind things. We love to read about them. We love to watch movies about them and visit them and all those types of things. But why are we so attracted to rare, one-of-a-kind things, but don't truly value the originality of ourselves? Now, we'll drive for hours, wait in long lines, and spend good money in order to experience something rare and one-of-a-kind. But the unique intricacies in which God made us to be, why are they not fully appreciated? Why is odd, weird, and strange attributed to our God-given abilities and characteristics? Odd compared to what? Strange and weird as defined by who? Where is the appreciation of the rarity of ourselves? Why do we feel as if we need something outside of ourselves in order to be important, to get things done and achieve our dreams and our goals and aspirations? You know, I myself discovered that instead of looking inward for my value, many times I search outside of myself, trying to find power, vision and a purpose that would enable me to be relevant, to be able to make things happen, to fill in the gap where I lacked but I learned it wasn't that I necessarily lacked anything. It was that I was just unable to see the value in what I possessed because I was so focused on the things that I lacked that I thought I needed. You're being everything, everything other than great when you act as anything other than yourself. You are a one of a kind, a masterpiece. So stop looking for validation from others. Stop requiring approval for being yourself. Stop making excuses. Stop going out of your way to be accepted. You are special. You are unique. You are valuable to the world. You make a difference. 
The world needs you just as you are. So stop trying to fit in when God has created you to stand out.